Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. I have the crew with us this time. Round this table, theoretically speaking, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. Good evening. We have Todd Young. Hi, Todd. Hello, guys. Hello. I'm here. And we have Zach Baker. Hi, Zach. Hey, good evening. Good evening, Andy, Todd, Vance, all the Fat AZ Nation. Very nice. Very nice. And let's get through these plugs because Zach has a couple big topics to talk about. So this show is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our website is fatazmusky.com. Uh, not much changed in the bait department. Team Rhino still has me uh, hamstringed. Uh, I believe they have some baits left. Uh, Musky Tackle Online has some baits left. But rod holders, I have plenty of rod holders. I am currently out of stock on the rail mounts, but I should be back in stock here hopefully in the next few days to a week, and things will be rocking and rolling there. So if you're looking to get set up for fall trolling for those, air quotes, fall fatties, uh, hit me up, and I can um, give some opinions on boat setups and answer any questions. So reach us at any one of those outlets that I previously mentioned. And that's all for me right now. Todd, tell us about Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guys, mzfishingguys.com. Uh, <clears throat> Vance and I are fishing up to, up to Talk Lake. We're going to be there till early November sometime. Uh, right now. Uh, we don't have anything really open till the end of October. We've got some days open, like the last week of October. Uh, that's about it. But uh, we're going to fish in in November a little bit, so get a hold of us. If you want to do a nice fall fishing trip, you do the casting. It's really good that time of year, as long as the weather doesn't kiss. Uh, we'll get you out there and do our best to get you on some fish. And uh, we're going to be opening the books for 2020 real soon. I already had a bunch of guys asking. I have some notes written down, so... We'll let you know here shortly as soon as we're going to get ready to start booking up for the 2020 season. 2020 Barbara Waters. And on our, uh, in 2020, we'll still be fishing out of Ranger Boats. Uh, big shout out to them for sponsoring Muddy Creek in this show. Find your Ranger Boat at Vic Sports Center uh, in Kent, Ohio. They have Starcraft, Star Welds. And Rangers, uh, they do great for service. If you're winterizing boats, storing them, whatever, check them out. They're fishermen who set up boats. Uh, they got a great service. Check them out. Also, big shout out to St. Croix Rods for sponsoring Muddy Creek in this show. Uh, give them a fair shake. I broke three this year. They were back in my hands in like a week. Uh, check them out. Excellent. Did I get that? What's that? I'm not going to hit up. I'm not going to hit up uh, Baker Lords, but this is here. We'll, he'll get a whole plug. Shout out to him. Um, and that's it for me. Andy, take it away. All right. Uh, let's see. We have the Muskie Max. Any vendors? It's probably filled. It's probably pretty full right now. Uh, reach out if you're looking to vend at the Muskie Max. Plus this year, it's going to be... March, what was that, 6th, 7th, 7th, and 8th, something like that. I should know this, but you can find more information at muskymax.com. That is spelled musky, I-E. It is, it's a great show. It has been for years. Uh, every year it seems to be getting better and better. It's very family-oriented, 
and you know it's it's at Princecape Arena in the same building it was last year. Exceptionally good to walk on that indoor astroturf or whatever that stuff is. My legs didn't hurt last year. Did yours, Vance? No, my back hurt from carrying you the entire show. That is not true. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if I was the only one that got that. I was yeah. laughing. <laughs> um, yeah. If memory serves me, Vance was uh, had trouble walking Saturday night. Do you remember That's that? Very true. <laughs> and uh, I was just zigzagging. You yeah. were. You were writing ransom notes. Well, at the... <laughs> no, I was playing, not. playing lacrosse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get on that AstroTurf and you just just ready to roll. And there was a wrestling match right across from our, our booth on uh, Saturday afternoon. I remember watching that on the AstroTurf. A guy from K- it was a guy from Chaos and a guy from DJ's Custom Gliders. They were, they were, they were going at it, and you know, it was pretty entertaining, but good thing we had the oh, yeah. AstroTurf there. I didn't know was anything that real, about that. Was that a real wrestling we no, about no, that. no, no, no. I was got kind of joking around. I mean, okay. but but it's real WWE. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. So anyway, check that out. Come to the Mus- Musky Max. You get some musky stuff and you can play sports there. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. And Muskies Inc. I know we're going to talk a little bit about that. You know, Zach, he's a member. Todd's a member. Vance a member. I'm a member. We're all members. And taught it. What other benefits do you have when you become a Muskie's Inc. member? I just think it's very important to become a member of Muskie's Inc. I mean, it's a sounding board for uh, anything that you want to get done locally with your, uh, uh, you know, working with fisheries, things like that. It's just a way to uh, go in with a little more clout. And, you know, you have a group that's been working with this, uh, with the fisheries nationwide and in the different different areas for a long time so you can get good ideas there i mean you can participate in the uh annual release tournament if you want all the all the uh all the clubs hold tournaments they're they're always a lot of fun i mean zach's club up there is doing great things you know they're really promoting their tournaments uh hard and i know they're getting a lot you know, a lot of participation and uh you can get what you want out of your musky club you know if you want to get involved you know, become a member and get involved. Uh, they're 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 welcome to take you on uh, and you know put you to work. So uh, I just think it's very important for everyone, anybody who's into musky fishing, get involved in your local club and uh, give something back to the sport. Costs about the same as it costs to buy a bait nowadays. You get an annual membership magazine every twice uh, every, every every two months, and uh, just a great organization. I feel. I agree. And Zach, you want to hit your plugs? Uh, um, other other than you guys, uh, we have a. Um, I, all right, so we'll start with our tournaments. October fifth is our second uh, chapter challenge of the year. Last year's got um, the weather was garbage, so we canceled it. We had our first one in June, and that was won by it's between Chapter 69 and Chapter 70 here at uh, local Lake Juanita Lake. And uh, we fished against each other, and uh, which 
Ever Club wins. We've got a beautiful trophy. Uh, Chapter 70 took it uh, for the first time, so we're going to try to get that back. It's going to be October 5th. Um, it's also going to be the end of the tournament trail. New York State, uh, we do a tournament trail. Keep track of all the points uh, throughout all of our Musky Inc. events. Uh, that comes to a close October 5th. Shout out to my buddy Casey Hoffman. Uh, he's in first place right now, and, you know, Unless something crazy happens, you know, it'll be neat to see a friend, you know, win. Um, we're going through and setting up uh, an experimental tournament that seems to have a lot of interest. October 19th at Chautauqua Lake, we're going to have our first ever casting only event. Uh, the name of it's going to be the Big Baller Tournament because our normal Muskie Inc. tournaments is $25 for a member to fish. $35 for a non-member. Um, this tournament's going to be $100 a person. It's going to be a boat event. And um, it's, it's something that I've wanted to do for the past three years. I think I've been bringing it up. And uh, this year we finally said, let's, let's, let's get it done. We've always wanted a second Chautauqua tournament after our showdown. Uh, showdown turned out excellent. Uh, last year, we had 99 people show up to our showdown. This year it was 147. Um, you know, and there was still, we talked to plenty of people that said that, you know, things happened, they weren't able to make it. Next year we hope to even do better. So the tournaments up here, the tournament trails gained a lot of interest. Um, you know, in this this casting only tournament, I know um, Vance and Todd both wanted to do it. Vance has a guiding trip, so Todd's going to be out there. You know, Todd's excited about it. Uh, we're having people, you know, coming in from out of state. So, uh, you know, it's an exciting time. Um, one one other thing I want to say about that is you can sign up. Uh, early registration is on nymuskie.com. Um, there you're able to see all the rules and um, know what's expected. During our Chautauqua showdown, we did have an issue. Um, certain things that are needed for these tournaments. Uh, we hand out buttons, and uh, we need a button and a picture, and also a clear picture of the entire fish. So I need a picture of the fish on the bump board where I can see its nose on the front of the bump board, and we can also see the tail on a measurement. Um, so that's – we had an issue. Uh, we had to disqualify someone, unfortunately. But, um, you know, everyone knows now what's expected out of them. Um, you know, and, and with uh, – a higher prize, you know, we need to, we need to take this, you know, serious. We need to have all our rules, you know, um, adhered to. So, uh, those are my plugs right there. Uh, we've, we've got plenty of other exciting things going on right now too. Um, here, here's something, here's something you want to talk about what Muskie Inc. does. Um, Dr. John Farrell is our fish biologist up on the St. Lawrence river. And um, he's, he's been doing a lot of projects this year. He's raising and releasing a couple hundred St. Lawrence strain muskies. So, uh, this, you know, they, they take eggs from St. Lawrence fish, um, you know, get them raised over the summer, and then they're going to release them uh, this fall. What he's asking out of, you know, the muskie fishing community is to have an angler diaries just for the St. Lawrence River. Um, they just want to keep track of how many hours you're fishing, how many fish you catch, you know, and, and if anybody's interested, you can feel free to email us at nymuskie.com if you'd like to take part in this. Um, and that is for our Canadian friends also. 
Um, since the river is on, you know, both sides of the border, uh, they just want to take a look and see what, how is the fishery doing. So um, those are those are my important plugs. Excellent. Well, what about awesome. how about Baker Baits? What's happening with Baker Baits? You making some lures right now? Yeah, making making some lures. Somehow I got through the season injury free. You know, nice. uh, last year I ended up taking off the tip of my finger, and that set me back a couple months and never recovered. Uh, but this year I seem to be chipping away. The baits, you know, um, they placed at every Chautauqua tournament. Uh, I was looking back, and I think I'm at 13 straight Chautauqua tournaments that, you know, I've got first, second, or third where they've, you know, won, you know, money. Um, so that that's pretty neat. Um, you know, Vance, Vance, I've been following Vance this year. He's having an absolutely special year. Um, I, I tell him it's like, you know, him going down the road 90 miles an hour and I'm just in the back seat watching this, you know, happen. But Vance is got, you know, having something pretty special going on this year with the amount of fish he caught. Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's a pretty cool thing for me. Sounds on bakers. Yeah. Yeah. That's comfort about, food about, up here. About Zach, what, uh, you, what's your plans for show season? I mean, I remember fall's coming. Time to start thinking about getting ready. Uh, that's that's what I'm starting to think about because <laughs> older and older I get, the more and more I hate working in the winter. Yeah. You know, the wood shop's not warm. You know, it's no different than stacking firewood before winter. Certain, you know, these these cold nights right here just makes me start. You know, I know what's coming. Yeah. So, um, you know, trying to I actually bought out Monroe County and. Um, uh, Orleans County had all their Spanish cedar. So right now it's like the first time in 11 years I've had a problem getting wood. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I've got some blanks here, but um, I have a friend going to Chicago. I'm going to send a couple okay. um, baits with Trophy Time leader Steve Gold. A lot of the listeners know who he is. Outstanding individual. I've uh, shared booths with him uh, last year in Ohio and also in Pittsburgh. Um, so he's going to do that. Uh, I'll see the Fat AZ guys and everybody else down in uh, Columbus or for the Ohio Muskie Show. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, I, I absolutely love Pittsburgh. Uh, you're talking about that cushy arena. You know, they've got, they've got a neat little venue. Um, you know, of course, I'm going to be there. And fourth show is a brand new show. Um, it's going to be the NY Muskie Expo. It's going to be on Chautauqua Lake. Um, it's going to be the last show of the year. It's April 25th and 26th. And, uh, you know, the Fat AZ guys will be there. Uh, we're signing up vendors. But that's going to be a brand new show. Um, you know, and, and the the quality of vendors that are going to be there is is really neat. Um, you know, Joe Peterson just signed up today. We're going to have Headlock. We're going to have Lake X, Blue Water. Uh, Fred Hold, myself, and the list goes on. It's it's going to be a really exciting thing, you know, for New York to finally have a muskie show. I I would travel down to Pittsburgh, Ohio, you know, and I see nobody from from my area up here in New York, and uh, we just thought it was needed. The venue is you know really good size, so uh, you know a lot of excitement coming up. You got a place so, set up yet? What is that? Do you have a place set up like where it's going to be? Yeah, Chautauqua Inn and Conference Center. Um, and there's, we're going to go through and get an official website set up. But if anyone's interested, you can go on, on Facebook. You can look up 
New York Muskie Expo, and you're able to take a look at the vendors that have committed already. Um, but it's only a couple of weeks before the muskie season, and uh, you know the weather should be good, and uh, you know it, it should be an exciting time. That's one of the nicer things about uh, a later show. A lot of people that travel from this area and say they have to go to Chicago or people coming from Chicago to come over here in that January, February, March month, you usually get a whiteout at some point on your drive. Uh, yeah, so when, I, when I saw you guys in Chicago that year, you know, the drive was good until I got to Indiana of all places. It just so happens to be, you know, the southernmost uh, part of Lake Michigan. And it was one of those black ice situations where there was, you know, 15 tractor trailers off, you know, in the ditch in like two miles. I was terrified. I ended up wrecking my car, you know, just strictly oh, because man. of the weather. So I, you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever go back strictly because of the weather. I didn't hear I did about this. What that. happened? Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about that? I slid on, I slid on some black ice, uh, getting on the expressway. Ended up hitting, hitting a woman. Um, you like know, a pedestrian? No, not a pedestrian. <laughs> no. It was, an, it was another car. I, I hit it right. I hit a. It was a Jeep Liberty. But I, the way my truck hit, I just hit it in the spare tire. So my truck was the only thing that had damage. So after I saw you guys there, yeah, it was Monday. Um, I was driving back and getting to one of those accidents that absolutely buckled my hood. Yeah. Oh, and, you were too uh, busy thinking about bobbers and babes or whatever. The... I never told you this story. <laughs> no. all, right, so here, all right. All right. So uh, I'll try to make this quick. I'm, I'm driving back with my first ever mount from Rick Lax, and I've got my buddy Bob's mount too. All right. So in the back of my truck, I've got a 57 inch muskie and a 56 inch muskie. So I'm driving around with like 10 foot of muskie in the back of my truck, along with all my show stuff. I end up getting into a little accident, and uh, on the front of my hood, I'm 700, I think it was like 750 miles away from home. Weather was gar garbage. Uh, I had about a half inch of ice. I had to chip off just to leave Chicago and um, uh, get in this accident. Well, my hood's buckled where I can't see the road. So here I am. Here I am in the middle of a snowstorm on the side of an expressway in Illinois, 750 miles away from where I need to be in home, trying to jump on my hood. I am on top of my hood, jumping up and down, trying to. So it's folded up like a teepee. So I'm trying to jump on it, trying to make it flat enough so I can see over it. You know, I didn't have any coolant leaks. I didn't have, you know, somehow I didn't have any radiator issues or anything. So I'm sitting there jumping on it in sneakers. I'm falling around. I fall on top of my hood. Cars are passing me. And then I had to drive all the way home, limp home. Oh, Lord, a horrible experience. All of that with two fish in the back of my truck, terrified. Oh, my did, gosh. Did you get the Are hood you... flattened enough, or did you pull like a Tommy boy looking underneath the crack? like the hood <laughs> it was like that it was like that at first and uh no i i jumped I'm telling you if anybody saw some weirdo jumping on their hood you know outside the chicago show on on monday it was me wow. <laughs> that's an amazing story i'm glad you're safe um, yeah but but so for traveling in bad weather no i didn't want that you know i had to decide when when to make this show and I don't, you know, I don't know about you, but I just don't like traveling in the cold weather. This is no. me. I'm old. 
<laughs> no, but you know what I mean? As as you get older, maybe it's just me. But it's like uh, last year, it was by the beginning of May, I finally got that winter chill out of me. You know, it's like that winter chill stays longer and longer each year. I hear you. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. All right, so you got this nice late show. Very comfortable. The venue is very nice. It's a, the Chautauqua. You Google it. It's at the Chautauqua Suites Hotel in Mayville, um, the northern part of the lake. And I just want to know, with everything you have on your plate, a bake company, a family, you're the president of a chapter, and arguably the most active chapter uh, in musky fishing that I see in musky saying, um, live show. Why did you want to take this on as well? You like punishment? No, I saw it as an opportunity to bring something to a whole group of people that have never seen it. So I just we just had a Muskie Inc. uh, meeting, and it was really cool. I want to talk about the meeting, what happened. But I I just asked people. I go for a raise of hands. How many of you guys have ever been to a Muskie show? And out of about forty people, two people raised their hand. Alrighty. And I know that's not the exception. There's a whole group of people that don't want to drive four or five hours to go to their musky show that don't have to, the, the time to devote a whole weekend. And um, I saw this opportunity. Why? Because before I made baits, I was a, I was a musky lure, you know, kind of sewer addict, buyer, trader. I think that's what sort of got me into musky fishing was the lures. You know, to me, we have some of the absolute neatest baits of any fishing type that you can get. You know, we have so many small-time builders that build things out of their house or build things with, you know, labors of love. And um, I I want people to see it out there. I want people to experience it um, and just share the excitement that, you know, I have, you know, with us. Um, I absolutely love it. You know, there are good things and bad things, you know, with – putting myself up there you know it's it's easy to criticize you know my actions because you know people see what i'm doing but i'm i'm, I'm trying to make things better um I'm, i have an honest passion for it and um why do it because i think it's a neat experience you know you take your kid to a musky show and you know you get to meet some of these people that you read about you know some of these guys that are on youtube some of these people you know it's an it's an exciting thing and um you know, I, I still remember my first Muskie show, you know, so that's actually met Todd there. I, yep. go, I, I go, hi, my name's Zach. I like to fish. He goes, my name's Todd. I like to fish. I was like, you want to be friends? He goes, okay. <laughs> you know, and, the, and that's how it starts. And that's yeah. how it starts. And that's the beauty of it. You know, the Muskie Ink Clubs, you know, we have people, Democrats, Republicans, you know, we have people from all, you know, different walks of life, religions, you know, and it's the one thing that brings us all together. And some of the best people I've ever met are because of the Muskie Club, uh, people that I wouldn't have met, you know, uh, in normal life. I'm anxious to see, um, you know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be anxious to see the, uh, the turnout, like, locally there around, you know, from people around the lake. Obviously, Vance and I pretty much live there for about half the year, and, uh, I just wonder how much interest or, you know, I always wonder how many of these, because we take people fishing all the time that have lived there or 
have places there and they have no clue what's going on at Chautauqua Lake. You know, you go out and get them a fish and they're just amazed, you know, meanwhile they've been going skiing and tubing on the lake for the last 25 years and don't even realize the fishery that's there. I always wonder how many people are really into, <clears throat> into muskies right around there. So I'll be anxious to see how many local it's, people show up, you know. It's, it's one of those places where muskies are sort of historically the town sort of known for it. Yeah. You know, people have heard of muskies, unlike, you know, some parts of the country. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a lot of locals. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've got certain things going on. I want to talk about a project going on at Faulkner High School, just south of Chautauqua Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a 500-gallon aquarium uh, set up. It's currently set up right now. We're just waiting on muskies. We're going to get 10, 12 muskies in there um, in this 500-gallon aquarium. The kids are going to raise them from September till, I think, around May, um, June. Uh, we've got a, their own separate 100-gallon bait tank. That's where we'll keep, like, fat heads and stuff like that to feed the muskies. Nice. Students will be in charge of raising these fish. So you're talking about people that have lived around the lake that don't know, might not even know what's in there. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to the kids. We're going to the high schools. We're letting them know this is what's in there. This is you're going to develop a relationship with this fish. You're going to release it in the springtime. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to maybe there are were some generations that missed it. But hopefully this next generation where we're getting the youth involved, they're going to teach their kids. And, you know, maybe more people will be aware of what's underneath their, you know, tube. You know, when they're yeah. shooting around the lake. So it's a really neat thing. We, we have a lot with once again with the club. Um, in our club, we have a school teacher, uh, Andy Ohl. Andy Ohl is an outstanding person. Um, he does a lot for us, and he was able to work the muskies into the school. So because of the club, you know, our networking skills are are outstanding. You know, if I can't do it, I may know someone that can get this job done for you. Um, and that's and that's how we've been able to accomplish so many things. It's because so of gonna, our members. It's because of our members. I'm going to ask you, Zach, to use some of your influence here to help uh, – Vance and I out over the next few years. Make sure when they're feeding those muskies, you get them those. I think they call them. I don't know why, but I think they call them pinkies up there. Those little rosy gold, reds. Rosy reds. Yes. Feed them the hey. rosy reds. That's why they will key on our goldies, and uh, they'll be very cooperative for us. Well, I'll have to do a rosy red belly goldie. Then. Yes. Uh, all righty. Hey. So yeah. yeah, for those twelve fish, we'll know. Those twelve <laughs> fish. Those would be the they'll only be fish. Those would be the only fish that hit that lure. Chasing goldies all over the ne- place. Yeah. It'd be neat if those uh, specific fish were also tagged. And so, so getting to that, so talking about our special meeting, um, last Monday at our Muskie Inc. meeting, we had members from the Niagara Muskie Association. I don't know how we don't, I really don't talk about them. I personally haven't on your podcast, um, you know, but super powerful group, well-funded, well-run, well-organized. Uh, we had the president, Scott McKee, come in. We also had uh, Jojo Joseph Wosikowski, I'm sure I said that wrong. Uh, come in, um, and also a gentleman named John, I can't pronounce his last name, but he put on a wonderful telemetry study um, in the Buffalo Harbor and Upper Niagara. It's the Buffalo Harbor is where they're doing the study. They've got all these transmitters set up all the way from Buffalo all the way to the Bass Islands in Ohio. 
and with, they put these transmitters in these Great Lakes fish. And he came and let us know this was the second year that they've come to, you know, show us what their finds are to find out where did these muskies go? What are these muskies doing? So it's wonderful having the two clubs get together and, um, you know, find out what, where these fish are going. Um, you know, so it's, ni it's nice to be working with everybody. That'd be great. I'd like, like to hear that. So also that sometime. Yeah. yeah so, you know, hey, where do these fish go? We always wondered, do these fish yeah. go all the way to Ohio? Do they hang out around? And you know, what's neat is there are, they told me that they did have fish, you know, that swam all the way around the lake. Um, they mm. told me that they had a St. Clair fish that ended up in Buffalo Harbor. Mm -hmm. They um, call him, yeah, you know, we, we talked about him. He's called 007. That is such, yeah. a, long, <laughs> it's such a long track, you know, long way for that fish to go from Buffalo to St. Clair. Well, he was waiting to hit shore and he never hit shore. He just kept yeah. on. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was joking. I go, what do you do? Get in an argument with this old lady? I said, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. You know? <laughs> Yeah, but going so, back, going back to that, do you, do you think that there could be tags incorporated? I know Chautauqua was a. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be wonderful to know where these fish go, or you know, if if you do catch this fish, you know, this was the history of it. That's yeah. something. That's something that'll be easy to discuss with these people. And since we have the DEC and the Fisheries Department helping out with this project, you know, they would be able to let us know. It's not like we're just letting the kids go crazy and just dangle minnows in the tank we have mm -hmm. professionals that are working with the school and doing this so it's a great it's a great idea it would be neat to put something on them you know and be able to follow the fish because what what pennsylvania has showed us is that if they stock those fish that are you know a year old you know, that are in there in the 16 inch range, 12, you know, 15 inch range that, that they survive, you know, their, their survivability is, I think it's like fivefold what a yearling is. So those, those fish would be awesome to follow around. I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure they'll have names. I'm sure the kids will have all sorts of names for them. I mean, they're pets and, uh, you know, it's an exciting project. It is. Yeah, as you never know. Like, say they say they drop them in down in the southern basin. You know, are they gonna are they gonna hang there? Are they gonna go out into the deep water? They're gonna hang. They just it'd be neat. There's not much much of that going on in Chautauqua just because it's a healthy fishery. Um, <laughs> I still wonder. I'm not as well versed as I probably should be. But what's going on right now down south and Wisconsin just joined on is that warm water study. Uh, Muskie Inc. has never had a, a formal position about water temps. And, you know, we all just form an opinion or we all repeat what we read online. Um, but this is the first time where we're actually going to have scientific study, you know, that's that's credible. So uh, Muskie Inc. has got some neat stuff going on right now. Some good stuff, you know, where we'll know that, you know, if a guy's fish at 85 degree water, whether or not that's good or bad, you know, for the fish. We, we all have opinions, but we don't know for sure. We assume that, you know, it's funny how some people will fish at, you know, 79.5 degree water temperature, but not 80, you know, and then there's people that will fish at 85 without a concern. Um, but this way, you know, Muskie Inks, hopefully over the next little while, we'll be able to come up with, you know, scientific, you know, results. So.
pretty neat. And now was that was that driven by the New York chapters, or is that just Muskie's Inc. in general? Uh, it's a Muskie's Inc. Um, where is this? Kentucky, Virginia? Some it's down there. Um, but it's it's that's their own chapter. They've got great funding for it, and uh, you know, well, we'll be able to get answers eventually. That's cool. Uh, and are they doing it in different bodies of water all over? I wish I was more well-versed on it. We were just talking about it at our regional phone call last week, and uh, they just touched on it, just let us know that the study's going on. Um, that other information I, I don't have for you right now. I do apologize, but there does seem to be a lot of interest in it. You know, we, we hear it's bad. We hear, oh, as long as I don't take them out, you know, this way we'll actually get definite results on what is, what's best for the fish. You know, who knows? Maybe it comes up inconclusive that it makes no difference at all. You know, we, we don't know yet. Right. Pretty neat. So, well, that's, that's a start. You know, everything is works in progress. So, yeah. so Todd, real quick, yep. we talk, you, you were talking about having some open dates end of the mm -hmm. year. I don't yep. know if it was still your biggest fish, but didn't you catch... One of your biggest fish, I remember you you having a winter hat on, and it was on the uh, it was on one of your raptors. But wasn't it real late? Wasn't that mid November? Yeah, that was that was uh, uh, no, that was in October, like October eighteen, something like that. Wasn't that early? Yeah. Yep. I got you. for some reason I thought it was like <laughs> snow on the ground, last day no. of fishing. Well, it could have that day. It being <laughs> it was cold enough that day, but. I, I, to be honest, I have not spent a lot of time there in November. Uh, you know, no, November fishing still new to me. I don't know how long it was, but we always had to wrap. You always had to wrap it up in October till I'm going to guess it was maybe eight years ago that they started. So you could fish November. It wasn't all that long ago, you know. For, so for many years, that was like one of the last trips I did. We would go to Chautauqua, run the big motors, uh, Halloween weekend, and, uh, you know, sort of. Because most of the fishing I did after that was just some of my local lakes where you were just running the 20 horsepower, the 10 horsepowers back then, and uh, sort of, you know, do, do the winterization on the big motors and wrap it up. And, you know, th th there's been a couple years that we fished through. I know Vance one time went up right, I think, the last day of the season, the last day of November, and had a good day. Weather just gets so... Uh, that's unpredictable. You know, it's, it's unpredictable. unpredictable. Yeah. And the wind and, you know, I'm dealing with clients and, uh, you know, yeah, I know how to dress, but, you know, there's lots of times I get on the phone, we'll have a couple trips planned. I'm like, look, guys, you know, it's going to be 30 mile an hour winds and the highs of in the 40s. And I'm just going to be honest, it's going to suck. Yeah, you're not going to want to be there. And I really don't feel like taking it. I'm going to be honest, you know, and, uh, so I haven't really spent a ton of time in November. I think last year I fished till the 10th or something and uh, sort of wrapped it up. We split, you know, Once we start getting ice storms and things, I don't even like having my boat up. Don't lie, Todd. It's, going around. Yeah. Don't lie. You're close so you can get home for deer hunting. I, I we all know. for deer season, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is time to start doing that. Yeah. Campers yeah. closed. Deer season's yeah. open. This year, New York's coming in early. I'm going to plan on going up there. That's going to be like november 15 this year so i'm not going to fish much in november we're going to wrap her up i got to get home spend some family time before i come back up to go hunting so 
I bet you, I bet you can get some good land with how many people you meet up with your clients. You know, uh, I've been trying. I've been trying. I said, you know, deer hunting is a touchy thing with guys. You know, they have their own little. Yeah. Very true. It's not always a open invite. I drop hints and put it that way. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh, you've got a thousand acres and you're the only one bow hunting yet. Oh, hey. Yeah. I'd love to come up and help you with your deer population. Yeah. Hey, so um, highlights of this year. Share some highlights of this year. I know Vance got a big fish that we weren't that I wasn't allowed to show the pictures off. I yeah, we will certainly. Yeah. Well, I just thought that the Amish people you weren't supposed to show pictures of. Well, yeah, that I mean, we went through that. I did, and I didn't go through it. I just always I I, I I got to fish with that fella yesterday, and uh, same, same people. Yeah, mm-hmm. Same same guy that caught the fish with Vance. I had him in the boat yesterday, and uh, we casted this time. He had it, that was his first musky trip. I think it was with Vance. First, with Vance, I think it was his first musky. That's particular. Uh, so so for those who don't know, Vance took this Amish gentleman, a younger guy. Vance, what is he? In his twenties. He was yeah. yeah 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 younger Amish guy out fishing, and they just caught uh, abnormally fat. Yeah. Fish. It, was, it was like this was just like the freak of the lake and mm-hmm. uh you know vance goes you know i don't you can't really show this picture off you know the amish guys you can't really you know they don't like the picture taken and this and then i was like why did he send it to me it was one of those pictures that i just have to show somebody <laughs> you know i just had to show somebody and uh yeah so so he came back up so they had a great time and they came back up casting Oh yeah, he he came up. They, he casted. He got a couple yesterday casting, and he's hooked. I mean, exactly. he he had one follow. Uh, not first thing, but an hour or two into it, a, a nice one followed to the boat. And you know, he said, "Now some of our Amish, uh, the, the the crew that he's come with, are very well-rounded musky fishermen, you know, and they do catch and release. We talk about them many times on the show, but uh, they just sort of got him trying to get him started, and and uh, you know, it it was." It was fun having him out. Now he's caught this giant, giant he's, fish, and uh, he's yeah. bragging. And he's, he's bragging, bragging. And among, yeah. yeah, and amongst the crew, they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty jealous of him and annoyed. Oh, yeah. because he's <laughs> got that fish. Yeah, yeah. And he got he had to follow, and he he jumped down off the casting deck and was like, "I'll tell you, the adrenaline rush. My knees are shaking." You know, <laughs> he had Wonderful. to take his he had to take his blue jacket off. He was he said. You know that that adrenaline heats you up real quick, and <laughs> they're funny. I said, "Yeah, now you got to go spend a bunch of money on a cast pole, and you know they bring the real stuff, tranks and uh, Saint Croix Legend tournaments. So he, but they're, they're they're starting to get him ready to go. He's going to be part of the part of the main crew now. He he enjoys it. We had a lot of fun. Beautiful, beautiful. They're our favorite charters. Hey, um, what are you guys' thoughts about this casting only tournament? Um, I've heard, you know, um, I knew I'd get a little bit of feedback because of the cost. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, certain people are like, oh, I'd love to do it, you know, but the cost is too high. Other people are like, you know, licking their lips and rubbing their hands together, just ready to chop it at the bit because it's like gambling and fishing. Yeah. You know, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Oh, I'm I'm excited to to do it. You know, I, I'm excited to give it a shot. I've fished a tournament on that lake since Vance and I did a small one, probably five years ago. You know, so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's neat. Oh, it, no matter what you do, you know, that way, anytime there's a big cost involved. I had, I had some people in the boat, they'd heard about it. And he said, yeah, we're not going to go. We're not spending that much money. He's like, I don't have any confidence casting here. Anyhow, I don't fish here. You know what I mean? So everyone's going to have their thing, but we'll see how the turnout is. The turnout's going to tell you if it's uh worthwhile, you know, <laughs> I yeah, think it's, no, I, I, and since we haven't had that yet, you know, I sit here and I'm trying to do, you know, trying to get some, you know, excitement going. I just don't know. It's an experiment. You don't know until yeah. you do it. You know, yeah, exactly. just, if there's if there's five boats and ten people, uh, there's a lot a lot of people that uh, that troll and just troll only. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. And, 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 and vice versa. I go we, at the showdown. I hear people saying, "Hey, you know, give us give us casters a, a chance." I only cast. Yeah, I, I think I meet more people that only cast than people that only troll. The people that only cast look at trolling and and maybe don't do it because uh, they don't know how, or they think it's kind of like gun versus bow. Uh, bow versus crossbow bow versus crossbow things like that where the trollers you know hardcore trollers are like i'm not cast and it's tough to take away say you have you and your buddy out there and you have six rods and to reel all those in and then all of a sudden you have one in your hand oh yeah you you feel like you're playing the numbers game there uh you know it's like well i have to have a better shot if i'm Vance, I'm one of I'm one of those people. I play percentages, you know. You go up to oh, Canada, yeah. you go up to Canada, you only got one rod, or Minnesota's mm-hmm. one rod each. I mm-hmm. tell the guys, I go, I feel sorry for you. You know, that's yeah. horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> well, Vance and I, we 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 do it all the time on the Chargers. You know, guys are like, what do you want to do? You know, and guys are like, well, I don't know. We just want to catch one. Well, I mean, it's hard. You don't know. I don't even know if this guy's ever casted before. So, I, mean, well, I, I know an easy way to get him to catch one is me to yeah. put six poles out and start driving around. You know. Yeah. <laughs> do you find most? Do you find most people always say, "Hey, I want to cast. I want to cast," and then they cast for an hour, and then they're like, "All right, let's try something else." Or definitely get some of those. Definitely. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, most people have it in their mind that they want to cast, cast, cast. You know, and mm. I, did, I did a trolling seminar up here at our Muskie Inc. We had the NMA guys here over the. Uh, uh, last Monday, and I told the guys, you know, if you want to be a, I, one, one of the things that impressed me most about Todd when I first met Todd, Todd was one of the first guides that I had ever been around that was well-rounded. You know, I, I, I had seen guides that were casting only guides, and they were very yeah. good. And then I would see guides that were trolling only guys. Now, I grew up only casting. And uh, like I said at the seminar, we used to go down there and fish off like Long Point, Werner's Bar, <laughs> Chautauqua. And I would see all these people. I'd look over my shoulder and I'd see all these people driving straight down the middle of the lake. And I remember being like 14, 15, talking to my dad and saying, hey, do you think they have a chance? What are those guys doing out there? You know, and it, I had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the same thing. Yeah, 
but that's one of the things that I, I Todd was Todd was one of the first people I ever saw that was well rounded, and that's what you know. You, you meet people in the fishing industry that you try to model yourself after. We all do, and Todd was one of those people for me. Um, there's a time to cast, and there's a time to troll, and that's what I tried telling people at the uh, you know little fishing seminar I did. And, um, you know, we're approaching that time where casting gets really good and it's, it's a lot of fun, but I know over the summer, if I got to go out four times to, to catch a fish and I can go trolling for four hours and catch a fish, you know, it's, 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 there's a time to do both. And I urge all the listeners that if you've never tried something, give it, give it a shot. Um, you know, there's a million ways to catch a fish. Uh, some are just more productive than others. Absolutely. That's why I think casting tournaments perfect time of year. I mean, I originally wanted to do, I don't know if I ever said it on here, I wanted to do a one bait casting tournament where you had yeah. a great, we were, you were allowed one lure for the tournament. But we all knew that people would be stashing, you know, their active jerk bait, you know, under under here, behind there, and you know. But that was one of my, I always thought it would be neat to have a one bait casting tournament. Because then you have to choose your bait, you know, do you choose, you know, soft plastic that you could lose the tail on or, you know, oh, yeah. uh, oh, wouldn't that suck? Yeah. And, and then would, would you be allowed back in, you know, you get a tail bitten off or something like that. And you're like, oh, my bait's screwed. You got to fish it. You, you got to fish it. You should have chosen a better bait. That right. <laughs> little, that little rubber tail comes off your glider. But what are you going to do? Get to fishing. You should have yeah. thought more. <laughs> you know, but uh, they got shot down. But at least they let me have the casting tournament. Yeah, I think it's super neat, uh, and I think the turnout will be good. Yeah, usually by that time of year, you know, the fish are making their way back in from what I call the Great Abyss. You know, setting up on the weed line again, and uh, all of our tournaments, you've had to, you've you've had to catch, you know, a good couple fish. You know, they had to be quality fish. And I would, with some of these people that said they're they're gonna come, I would expect you know some good catches to be caught, some good mm-hmm. fish. Weather's gonna be the weather's gonna be the big thing, you know. As with every tournament, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. we've had tournaments that weather's good, we have outstanding turnout. Weather tournaments bad, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but our our smallest Chautauqua tournament the last couple of years, what ninety some people. Yeah. So yep. if we get if if I get half of that for this Casanova tournament, I'll be happy. Yeah, you know, the biggest our, our, the biggest thing we're gonna deal with is uh, how wind direction, you know, how windy is it, and what direction is it coming from? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. for casting especially. So, but that's yeah. unpredictable. I tell people that every day on the phone when they're asking about when they want to come fishing. I can't predict the future so i i do i did i did forget something for anybody that does for anybody that wants to do this casting only tournament the 19th of october um you can sign up at nymuskie.com what i forgot to tell you is the day of the event uh from seven to eight o'clock we'll be doing sign up at the pendergrass boat launch Alrighty, this tournament goes from 8 to 3 30 p.m uh, we ask everyone to be back, you know, within a decent time frame, you know, 4, 4, 15, uh, back to the Pendergrass launch for results. But uh, if, if you don't make it, sign uh, um, up on nymuskie.com. Uh, you can go to the Pendergrass launch from 7 to 8.
Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's going to be an exciting day. Yeah, no, it's going to be exciting. I'm going to be sitting there uh, really anticipating the results. You know, if, if if we have good weather and some of the people that are that are coming, we should have some pretty good catches. You feel you're, in, you're you're in it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I've been eating my weed. I've been asking Dude, Vance. I've been asking Vance if he's been eating his Wheaties, you know. Mm-hmm. And then to find out that he got booked, I had to. I had to tell Todd to eat his Wheaties. Yeah. Uh, Todd goes, "It's been so long since I've casted a full day." So, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I had to. Yeah. True. Van, or being Zach, do you, do you still have a casting pole? Get out of here. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Get out of here. Hey, I'm a closet case. Uh, I'm uh, a closet uh, case casual. Uh, for me, for me, for me, there's a time and a place for it. You yeah. know, um, early season and then then in the fall time or once once I think those fish are set up back in the weeds. I'm a percentage person, you know. I, yep. I like I like to put guess, you know, what the what the <clears throat> highest percentage of the population is doing at that time and uh, if i if i'm confident that the i've won tournaments casting get out of here i You're know, lure. I know. I'm just kidding. oh my what do you think i burned all my casting rounds <laughs> after that even <laughs> and yeah. a ritual all right i did it folks so now i can burn it <laughs> beautiful um yeah so that's uh, that's musky ink stuff that keeps me busy um sort of a business social avoiding social media you know just 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 within my involvement and everything else seems like the more and more busier i get uh the less and less social media i do and it's a good thing you know social media is a double-edged sword you know it's great for promotion um you know it just it just keeps you busy certainly well i so, think f- yeah. uh, fat az's are doing well uh, rod holders, I was promoting the rod holders, talking about how good they are uh, during our trolling seminar. This was my first summer with the rod tubes uh, for the planer boards, and this is the first summer I haven't broken a rod tube also. You know, um, I'd, I'd used a different one in the past, and I was breaking one to two a year. And uh, this year is my first year going through without any problems. Fed AZ, the tubes. I've always used the, slant, the slanted ones. But this is my first year adding the uh, the tubes to it, and I'm a very happy customer. And what's nice about them is they're on and off in you know two seconds. So. Oh yeah, we appreciate that. Well, you plugged that in your trolling seminar. That was awesome. Well, I tried to. I mean, it's just products I believe in. I've, I've I, I joke that I can sell Fetizy rod holders, uh, Labrador retrievers, you know, and just other products that I believe in. You know, I could be a traveling salesman. Sell me a dog sure. right now. Sell you a dog right now, oh, <laughs> lordy. Hey, so I, I I didn't even know they made red Labradors until like last week, and I saw a red lab, and I go, oh lordy. So, uh, yeah. You going to get one? Uh, two dogs is enough right now. It's a busy enough house. We, you know, sweep every day trying to keep that dog fur up. But, uh, yeah, those red labs are really good looking. I'll have to Google that. Hey, yeah. hey Vance, you mentioned about, uh, this is a little off topic, but you mentioned about you, you broke some of the St. Croix. Where'd you, what, what broke? Where, where'd you break them? What happened? Oh, man. Like, you broke the rod? Yeah, I broke I broke the rod. Yeah, I broke the rod snapped. Okay. Uh, I 
That it was, was a boring. weed patch probably. Well, I can't, I'm not going to disclose it on this. It's always no. just a, a bad snag. Yeah. yeah. But you have to uh, write it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one, one, it's the, like, it's the real seat, uh, like right out of the rod holder. Um, mm-hmm. And a couple just about mid rod just snapped in half. And, oh, okay. yes. It, it was just like the real seat coming loose or something. No, it was, it was weeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was all weeds. Yeah. Giant. I, yeah, I, I got a story, though, about um, a raptor yesterday. So was casting with uh, our Amish clients, and they had a, uh, a tranks. And this guy believed in, you know, he cut about 10 inches off after every day of casting, that last 10 inches of line, and then he would retie. So he eventually got down to a uni knot when he was casting out. So he stripped all that, and I was like, okay. I was like, let me just take a cast of this thing uh, prior to using it. Make sure, you know, your cadence is going to be good because you stripped a lot of line off of it. Um, so I casted it out and just, ping, that lure went flying. And You, you I, broke the line. I didn't, yeah, at first I didn't see it. I started jerking. I was like, oh, God, this lure sucks. I was like, it doesn't work. And uh, I was little did I know that uh, the lore just wasn't there. Was like, oh. <laughs> the lore like, broke. Yeah, I was like, oh my god! I was like, oh my god! We have to get this one because this is one we're testing out, and um, to see if we can put it in the production line. And I was like, we have to find this thing. So I was like, everybody, hold on! <laughs> I hit like ten power on the uh, trolling motor, and I'm just like driving straight, and I'm like, I can't see it. The thing sank. It's gone. This sucks. I was like, I lost the whole thing. And then I start hearing like, ting, 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 ting. I wrapped it up. I was like, I was right on the line with it. I wrapped all that line in my Tarova prop. And I looked down at the prop and there was the lore sitting right there. I want to know what your proto is. You can't do that to me. <laughs> there, uh, you, can't, you can't tell me there's a new lure. And no, you let me know. It's not, it's hey. not a new it's a paint it's a paint process that we're screwing with and what what i told todd and vance was try to destroy these because it's different than what we're doing and it's it's really cool we can do some really neat effects with it but if it doesn't hold up we're not going to do it so so far vance survived a couple fish and a prop so vance on his first day of using it Almost lost it. He almost mitched it on us. I did yeah. almost lose it. I did almost lose it, but it was with somebody else's gear. It always oh, happens. Always. The time we lose stuff is from somebody else's gear. No, no, uh, no disrespect. Yeah, but no. That's just how. That's just how it goes. Sure. Sometimes you know you got to give it like the ocular pat down. Like, man, I don't know if that's gonna. I wouldn't tie that knot. That line mm-hmm. is very frayed and thin, and that leader sucks. But we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we got we got that lure back. A couple fish and uh, the prop survival, and that things things running good. So who knows what I'll do next? Maybe I'll it'll fly out of the boat. It'll hit the highway, and I'll find it. Ran over a couple times. Yeah. So. So it's a, it's a paint process. There's no, it's it's a, it's an eight inch raptor. There's no new bait. Why do I think? Why do I have chrome in my head? It's not oh, chrome. Carver. 
Well, we'll tell you. We'll tell you after the show. Did you see that new the new baker I've been making? Oh, I can't show you. Oh, we have to wait till next year's show season. What do you Zach, we will tell you after the show. We will tell you after the show, but we don't want to get people excited because it could fail epically. So it's not going to. It it very well might. We don't know yet. It starts one day. It starts it's, with it's, a G it's, and rhymes with no, ba ba ba. I got it. Well, anyway, that's cool. You gotta have something exciting, something to change it up. You know, that's yeah. yeah. It'd be like painting all black lures all the time. You know, that would get boring. That'd be great. Hey, you could, could really hey, crank could them out. About, could, Want to talk about Freddie Mercury at all? Oh yeah. Does, do you talk about him on the show? First time Not ever. Really? I mean, this is the first time ever. I mean, get out of here. No, it's the first. All right, all righty. So, so Freddie Mercury. I'm gonna let you know what I know about it, and then I'll let Vance and you know the rest of the stories come. So I don't know. Vance was two months ago. Two months yeah. ago. About two months ago, in the in the past, we've we've had this lure. It's a hot tail perch. Um, just picture, um, you know, orange belly perch with an orange tail. Well, one day I was in here and I go, well, if that's works so good, why don't I do a brown perch with orange tail? So I sent one off to Vance, and it seems like every day for like two weeks, he sent me pictures of this bait and this pictures in this fish's mouth. And he goes, can I name this bait? And he was adamant about it. He goes, can I name a bait? I go, sure, not a problem. I mean, half the time, I don't even name lure, the colors I paint. So he's like, can I name it? And I tell him yes like five times, and it's like he doesn't believe me. I go, yes. So I go, what are you going to call it? He goes, Freddie Mercury. And I, you know, and I've got, I look, and I'm sitting there looking at the text. One, I got one eyebrow up, one eyebrow down. I go, Freddie Mercury of everybody else. So, and you instantly so, regretted your decision. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's exciting. So it's exciting. So then, so then I start getting these pictures of Vance with these Freddie Mercury socks. Oh, All right. These, uh, these are photo, these are photo printed Freddie Mercury of Queen. I, I don't know if he's got his arm. You know, we will we will rock you. You know, pose one hand on the microphone, the other fist up in the air. Vance has got him. Vance has got him pulled like if he could pull him over the knee, he would have had him pulled up over the knee. I mean, these are these were things he wanted to show off. Vance, where do you even get the Amazon? You know, just, it it just showed up on my uh, news feed one day. Like you could get these Freddie Mercury socks, and it was just you know game over. Yeah, game over. You're like, you're like, babe, you want any Freddie Mercury socks? I'm getting some. Oh, I got I I right here. You can hear this. Listen to that. That's that's the three backup pair right there. I got them. <laughs> All right, so Vance, Vance has been on this Freddie Mercury kick, and uh, you know he he came up with this color. So Vance took this orange tail uh, brown perch, and he just ran with it, you know. So now I was told I had some clients of his. I got some baits, and he goes, "Yeah, I I'm the one that brings the queen 
Queen soundtrack. So I guess they were out the other day. Everyone's jamming out to Queen. Vince has got his socks pulled up as high as they'll go. You know. So so Vance, tell us about Freddie Mercury, because I only see, you know, the, the results of Freddie Mercury. Tell us about Love Affair. My love affair with him. I do not have a love affair with him. Although you know, he did have many love affairs. I, I am very uh, curious about this he's, answer. He's, he's that's why he's not here anymore. Um because but, uh yeah, I mean everybody knows the story of Freddie Mercury. I, I, I don't I actually guy. had to Google when I got these eyes. That were shipped to me. I had no idea. Uh, All right. Well, look, I just, I like Queen. I loved Queen. I thought Freddie Mercury, best voice ever. Uh, Gone too soon. If anybody hasn't seen it, I implore you to look up uh, Queen 1985 at Wembley Stadium uh, at the Live Aid concert. And and if you don't like that, uh, then you just don't have a heartbeat. So we were just like, be listening and you know when i get like zoned in on this trolling um bite and i'd be sending zach all these pictures i'd just be like dun 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 another one bites dust (laughs) and it just like started going crazy and people were picking up on it on the boat and they're just like yeah i like this i was like should we play that song they're like yeah so the songs would like come on and we're, when you get in the zone, I mean, we were just like, it was just a full up party out there at point, uh, <laughs> listening to this, this Freddie Mercury stuff. So I don't know. Uh, it just is a, it's just a, a fun thing to do on the boat. And, uh, you know, when we put them out, we usually put, put a song on and, uh, I mean, thing just produces, it produces right out of the gate, you know? I mean, I, I must've caught like, 50-some fish on that lure alone. So is Fatty Z going to have the Freddie Mercury collar coming out? Well, maybe. I mean, I sent, and okay, and then Andy was talking about these eyes. Um, I got eyes made, too. Oh, with, uh, Lord. With, with Freddie Mercury in them. For the Freddie Mercury baits, Zach is going to have those coming to him uh, for the five inches. Um and I think sevens too. You can put them on sevens, and uh, we're, we're going to do some on Raptors too. Yeah, Much my goal, Andy. my goal, my my goal was since this is Vance's idea, I was just going to make them, you know, a couple dozen for him to do whatever he wants to do with, whether it's friends, shows, you know, whatever. It's just a neat little thing that happened this year. It was exciting, and I just wondered how this Freddie thing even started. So it was neat to hear. It was just uh, it was just me being completely insane on the boat. Hey, it's having fun. It's having fun. You, you spent a lot of time in the sun this summer. I did. I did. I spent a lot of time out there. You get a little delirious, and uh, you know sometimes you just you uh, think you're Freddie Mercury. <laughs> so so uh, since I wasn't there, I just picture rods going off and you just putting your fists in the air. Like, yeah. Oh like, yeah, that's what I that's what I picture. There's a crew that has everything on video, and they also were very into uh, Queen. And we, we're the songs are playing in the background, and we're reeling in fish, and we're like ducking under one another, clearing lines, and we're all singing at the same time. It's just a lot of fun out there. So beautiful. 
yeah, this Freddie Mercury thing. It's going to be uh, at the shows. We're going to have some, and uh, they're going to have neat little eyes in them. I mean, I like Queen. I know Todd likes Queen. Please back me up on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never heard of them. That was a classic. They're classics. Oh, it's rock and roll. Weren't we listening to it when we did a walleye tripper? But that, no, with that, was that was Prince, Prince unfortunately. I saw Fandy. He was yeah. very. <laughs> no, that is another thing that's not not true out of Vance's mouth. But you were sitting like we were a little upset at the bugs. No, that's that, that's where I was going with this. Is no, we we got into this statue like don't move because the bugs will move. We'll put yeah. up with the ones that are landing on us, but when we move, they find crevasses to, yeah. just to go dig in. So, crevasses? Yeah, and in crevasses. the background, it's just blaring, blaring prints like purple rain. Really? We're just getting crushed with bugs. <laughs> Crawling in your ears, nose, eyeballs. Yeah, He's another one, too. Maybe we'll come up with a prince one, too. It'll be like a purple shad. I know you already have you that. But... Yeah. That's the story behind Freddie. They're going to be, uh, they're coming to you. 2020. Hey, so now you need to add a Freddie Mercury clothing line. Every, every Lord gets a pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And if you did that, and if you did that, people would wear them too. And you'd get pictures. A wife beater. Those pictures are terrible. I can't believe I look like a huge dork. That's a little. You sound like one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Whatever. It was exciting. It was fun, you know, and uh, I had fun with it here on this side. Hey, Zach, can you do me a favor real quick? What was that, Andy? Uh, Vance Vance has come out and said that he's going to start uh, airbrushing baits to help me out. Is there any advice that you could? He told me I. He told me that he he was doing the airbrushing thing that he tried it. No, he's gonna he's gonna do more of it. Like we're gonna set him up a paint booth. Is there any advice you want to give him? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Andy, I feel like you're baiting me. I don't feel like this is real. Fancy no, th- this is this is this is real because Vance made a whole Andy bunch of swimmers and uh, Vance keeps saying anything to help you out because I'm 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 getting backlogged on the painting. And I said, Vance, I'm going to set you listen, up with an listen, airbrush. This guy, Vance has taken that I know of two days off this year, correct? Yes. All right. He works for the winter. You got him pouring rubber. And I found out this year that Vance is a bait maker. I go, oh, Lord. He goes, yeah, I pour the I pour the swimmers. And I go, kid, you're a bait maker? So that was that was neat to find out. And uh, I think he's busy enough that he, he doesn't want to paint. He's got a wife at home. Hey. Thank you. Zach. I mean, that's leave the paint to to the guy that's running two businesses, two kids, a wife, and yeah, <laughs> that's what you're that's what you're in this for. I'm, we would go under. So that's why you Just said you were going to do anything I need, and I said that paint the swim baits. It's only one or two colors, and I was hoping Fine. Zach would give some good uh, advice on. I'm the, uh, my my advice is Vance. You don't want anything to do with it. Enjoy enjoy your life. Thank you, thank you, Zach. Okay, and with no that problem. being said, there will be no swimmers at the show this season. Oh lordy, <laughs> killer! That's what Katia got her first fish on. Swimmers, the swimmer. It's heartbreaking. That Vance is, uh, you know, backing out on what he said he would do. Have you guys ever? Have you guys ever made a? 
Have you guys ever made slappy swimmer bucktails, you know, with a blade in front? Gearman Steve has. Yeah. Who? Steve, he's, uh, he's a regular on the, on the show. He'd, he has a whole bunch yeah. of different... Uh, he's done A-rigs with them, buzzbait blades, uh, different kind of, like, uh, harnesses I mean, for jigs. Imagine casting an Alabama rig with one of those. Ask, that's ask Todd what that's like. That's what he did, yeah. Well, I didn't do I watched him do right. it. Right. Yeah. Yes. He has like three or five of them on there. I think there was, yeah, I think he had it. I think it was a three. three I saw I saw a video on YouTube where the guys were doing that um, with another swim bait and catching fish. And I was like, oh my Lord, dude, it was horrible. Imagine that. Just, net. <laughs> just a, yeah, right? Imagine netting that. Oh, I told him I wasn't netting it unless it was really big. But he did get one. He, he didn't throw it that much. He had, we, he had one. Grab it, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they would. Yeah. Three baits at once. Insane. Can we touch base on one more thing? Sure. The uh, the super spook. Yeah, I know. I remember, Zach, you sent me a photo and you had some of them. Oh, those old spooks. Um, yeah. I forgot the I forgot the real name of it, but hadn't hadn't made them. Then Ladiano made some. So one of one of my early influences. So at my first musky show, I meet Todd and this other gentleman named Jim Burr, and uh, both of them I've had you know long relationships with. And Jimmy was uh, a big influence. Is the reason I decided to get this uh, musky club even started up here in New York. He was president at the time or he might have just stopped down stepped down as president but he was president and um he just gave me the correct people to talk to this that and the other and uh jimmy had some old latianos and uh it was like you know what these these bits used to work for me let's do them again so um he sent some to me wiley and I think Paul Fack who makes the hammers. And we all painted them up and it's it's a real old lure. So what I was doing was uh testing people's, you know, musky lure trivia. And uh I love sending, you know, pictures to people. Do you know what this is? Do you know what that is? And it was one of those real old lures, you know, at the time it was considered a big bait, uh maybe about five inches long, had a spinner off the tail and a spinner in the front. And uh you know, it was, it was really neat stuff. And you want to talk about, like, things that help break up the summer, like Freddie Mercury. You know, I love doing these little side projects for people uh, that help break up, you know, the same old, same old. I, I love lure history. You know, I, I collect certain lures myself. And uh, to be able to work on some of the, the original lures, you know, that were there in the 50s and 60s, uh, you know, it's it pretty neat to me. Um you know, and just see where musky lures have come. You know, musky lures, you know, back 50s, 60s, they would fish four or five inch baits. You know, just because that's what the equipment allowed. Uh, today's equipment's so good that, you know, we're, you know, the, the range of musky lures we can use is has expanded significantly. Um, you know, and just, you know, the, the, the history of musky fishing. You know, like I said, the lures is, I think, half of what even got me into musky fishing is we have the coolest lures out of any fishing. Yep. So, uh, you know, 
do you guys agree? I'm sure you guys, you guys collect baits. I think musky fishermen are just bait collectors in general. You know, we have baits to fish. We have baits we won't fish. We have baits for the wall. We have baits that are retired because they caught special fish. You know, and uh, you know, we we love our lures. Yeah, there's no doubt. But that that spook uh, interests me because Todd and I had a conversation. Uh, it was last night about yeah. it, about the spook, and uh, I remember seeing him downstairs. Todd has like a whole retirement wall of them. And he used to, he told me he used to throw these things with like a little one to one retrieve, uh, you know. And real. I'm sure he, I'm yeah. sure he caught fish just fine too. Yeah, I, that was my favorite lure for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so so Todd, I, you know, I, I say certain colors like redhead and you mm-hmm. know some of these traditional colors that there's generations of fish that have never seen that. You know, and, and, and just like there's generations of fish that have never seen this particular lure. I, yeah. I think that if it was back in the day, it still works. A muskie is a muskie is a muskie is a muskie. You yeah. know, we, we change and, um, you know, as people and techniques, but the fish are still the same. It would be neat to, uh, you know, see, I'm not going to say devote a whole season, but, uh, you know, on a couple of fishing trips to use old lures and just see how they work. Yeah. You know, spoons. They they used to throw spoons a lot. You know, yeah. when was the last time you guys threw a spoon for muskies? Hmm. Yeah, it's been you know, a while. You know, they work. <laughs> they work. Yeah. You know, it's just lures we don't use. Yeah, big daredevil. Hey, big daredevil. You know, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, would make them, you know, uh, you know, locally here in Rochester, they had spoon manufacturers. I've seen Mr. Toothy, the... Uh, our original president of New York State Muskie Inc. I've seen him hammer out spoons that are nine, ten inches long. You know, I've seen him catch fish on them too. So uh, you know, there's you know a million ways to to catch a fish. Yeah, there's the one, the first muskie video that I ever saw, like VHS. The first thing they, they were fishing Saint. There was a what one section they were fishing Saint Clair, and uh, that's what the charters were trolling spoons. Hey, those old Len Homer zigzag spoons. Yeah, yep, they were catching. Uh, no, no, Homer, Le, Homer LeBlanc. Homer was, LeBlanc swim. I, I put I put Len Hartman and Homer yeah, LeBlanc Len, yeah. together. Swim whizzes and spoons. That's what they had in their spread. They were trolling spoons. They were catching them on. I've caught. I used to catch lots of them on big daredevils. We had all different colors, and uh, we would put a weedless hook on there so you could really whip it into the garbage. You know. Would you? Yeah. Hey, yeah. what what other lure could you really <laughs> throw in real thick weeds? Yeah, Johnson silver minnows. Do you know what those are? We cut a lot of muskies on them too. That's not uh, a big lure, is it? No, no. But we would put a big piece of pork rind like on the back of it to make it look much lot, lot, You know, you could get this pork rind sort of shaped like a uh, like a frog, or you could get this big yeah. long tail thing that you would put on there, and you could throw it up into the. We, 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 I don't know of anywhere around. I think, you know, I remember when we were in Wisconsin and Minnesota, I saw some, but uh, a lot of the lakes used to have rice, what we called rice. And the single-bladed grass, right? Yeah, that's standing, and it would stand right up. It would stand up out of the water as summer progressed, and you could fish it, you know. And I know Chautauqua had a lot of it years and years ago, uh, but a lot of our Canadian lakes had it. And 
you would like drift through that rice and you could, but you needed something that didn't, you know, you wouldn't want to put a Raptor on and jerk it through there. I can tell you that, but, uh, yeah, we, 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 we would put a Johnson silver minnow single hook, uh, relatively weedless, put a big piece of pork on the back, pork rinds, uncle Josh's, I think it was called pork, pork rinds. And so it, it would give it a little bit bigger profile. That sounds very pikey to me. <laughs> it yeah. is pikey, well, it but what, pikey, yeah. you know, but how much difference is there between, you know, a pike lure and a musky lure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I think people are still piking that way. They, oh, yeah. they People yeah. still use a spoon. Yep. Tip the pork rind all the time up in Canada. Yeah. When they're yeah, pike yeah. fishing. Yeah. And I'm sure they catch a musky here and there doing that. Yeah, I just thought it was neat. See, we were talking about that spook, uh, you know, last night, and then I remember, you know, and I've still, I've still, I've still got them. So Jimmy gave me, he let me keep a couple. You know, the deal was paying a couple, and I get to keep a couple. And I have no idea what to do with them. Um, <laughs> so, so you just I don't repainted, fan- you repainted some old ones, or did you no? Make he some? had them. He had them made. Oh, he so made he, he had a Ladiano copied, mm-hmm. and then sent it out to some of his friends that paint. And mm-hmm. I don't know what to, I didn't know what to do with them, and I've just got them sitting here. And I, I don't yeah. know. I'll, I'll do something with them eventually. But Vance was like, "Hey, uh, you know, Todd, Todd and I will take those off your hands." You know, yeah. and uh, he goes, "Todd's <laughs> got a whole collection of them." So it's <laughs> you know, it's neat to see. You know, I'm I'm a collector. It sounds like you've got some baits there also. I think I think a lot of us, you know, in the community, and you know, also listeners that are. You know, tuning in. You know, a lot of us, you know, are intrigued by the musky lures. There's a lot of history, and uh, you know, to me, it's it's intriguing. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm a I'm a Ladiano fan. I've I've got a wild Ladiano, some old Wileys, uh, periwinkles. Um, what do you guys do? You guys collect any? I I just have old stuff that we used to use mostly. Vamps and super spooks. And, See, vamps, uh, vamps were a very popular lure, weren't they? Oh yeah, vamps and uh, pikey minnows and uh, luger mustangs. I always like the mustangs better, but the same size. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of those. Would you still run one today, or have you run one? No, oh, I haven't had one on it so long. You know what I mean? We did, we used to cast all the time with that stuff. Very seldom troll. There, there's not a lure that I used back then that I could put out and go 4.5 with. I can guarantee that, you know. No. Speed, it wasn't there, you know. What was what was the trolling speed back then, Todd? Well, you know, 50, I couldn't. 60. I mean, when, well, I mean, when we we didn't when we trolled, it was just stroll across the lake to go to the next spot, and it was just throw the line out and hold on. I couldn't even tell you what the. As long as the lures would run, we were probably doing three. Two and a half, something. You know, talking, talking about, my- talking about older stories. Todd's told me a couple times that uh, that it was your father or grandfather that didn't know that there was a bridge on the lake because they never went that far. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Chautauqua Lake. Yeah, tell, tell tell us the story and the listeners also. Yeah, we were just out there fishing. I was probably well. They built a bridge in '83, so you know I was a teenager, and I know we were. I had gone to Chautauqua. They start. I started going up there probably when I was five or six years old, you know, fishing off the dock. And I started musky fishing probably when I was with them at, you know, eight, nine years old. And uh, 
I just remember us being out on the lake and he out of nowhere as we're talking, he's like, they're, they're building a bridge across this lake somewhere. And I turn around, look down the lake and you can't see around long point. And I was said, where he said, Oh, I don't know. Somewhere down at the other end. I honestly don't think my pap ever even saw, you know, you've been going there in the, you know, probably started going there in the forties or early fifties. And uh, he never, I, I'll bet you any money he never saw that bridge. I know. So I, it was a, it was always north end you went. Yeah, we would stay in Mayville, and we had a little fourteen foot boat with a ten horse. So it was a big deal to go over to Dewittville, even you know, because you had to watch the wind and see what was going to happen. You didn't, you know. Now you're watching the weather the night before. You know the weather up there. Now we got iPhones, and you still got to look at it every hour to see if there's a <laughs> storm coming. You know, so <clears throat> we we didn't even go across the lake that much. We stayed right down there, Mayville, Mayville, all the time. <laughs> Mayville, I, Mayville, Mayville. I didn't know anything about the other end, but I'll tell you. You know, like I said, I was a teenager, and uh, I do remember him saying the other end, and I remember thinking, hmm, the other end. And I thought, soon, uh, yeah, you're like, yeah. I thought the lake had been a long <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. That's all I knew. As soon as I heard the other end, as soon as I got like to be 17 years old or whatever, and he was letting me take the boat, I quickly went to the other end to see what the other end was. Yeah. So you went exploring <laughs> first time oh, yeah. you could. Yeah. Yeah. Saw the bridge. I remember turning the corner, seeing the bridge. It's like, I'll be damned. Jaw drops. <laughs> yeah, your jaw drops. You're like, there really is a bridge. There's a bridge, yeah. There's the other No, bridge. No camera to take a picture of it <laughs> yeah. like today. You can't mm-hmm. be like, Grandpa, this is it. You're sitting there trying to sketch the bridge with yeah. the crayon, showing them, showing them what it looks like. Yeah. Do you, do you guys remember that special uh, Redwood Ranch? Yeah. Italiano? Oh, yeah. You remember that color? I remember the color. Yeah, like I've, I've seen. Pink and strange looking. I've painted it a few times. Yeah, that that. So, I stumbled across one of those. I have it in my possession at my house. My uncle had it, and I was like, "You want this?" He had no idea what it was. He was like, "No." And I was like, "Okay, I'm have. I'll take it." Yeah. And uh, it's like a little five inch jerk bait. Uh, it's, it's like a it, bubble gum pink. It's a bubblegum pink, yes. There's it reminds Chautauqua me, Perch. It, 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 they it used to call it Chautauqua uh, Perch, too. It, it reminds me of a, 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 a Woolrich jacket. Woolrich yeah. jacket. Like, you, know, you know, the Woolrich, the red, black Woolrich, like that's like the, the, the scale pattern on it, but it, it's, it's pinks. Like an ugly lime green, I believe. I was gonna say it's, it's like mine looks a little short. Lime, isn't it? Isn't it like bubblegum back with yellow yeah. and an orange belly with like green stripes? Yeah. Yep. yep. And green like a plaid uh, scale pattern. I've seen yeah. I've seen Wiley do it. Ladiano. I've seen perch baits in it. I remember Jones baits from West Virginia. I've seen in that. I know Leo does one. I have a, I have Leo painted that color. Yeah. You ever catch anything on it? Oh, I caught it on that that jerk bait. I never had any of those uh, like Ladiano's. I never had any of those painted that color. So Vance, you own one. You own a Redwood Ranch. Yep, I have one. And it's a it's um, a Ladiana. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. I mean, I'm cool. It's what we talked about. It's it's gonna go on the wall. 
It's going on though. I fish. I fish a lot of Arnold Jerk beds. Mm-hmm. I'll still fish them. They, they work beautiful. So have I. Yeah. I. I. That's what I started throwing. Was a Ladiano. Was it really? Yep. That's good, man. First one I. Uh, first big one I caught was on Ladiano. If there's any listeners out there that have a whole stockpile of Ladianos, feel free to contact me, Zach Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hey, guess they're he pretty, made, pretty collectible uh, now. Yeah, they, they, I think they're really neat. What's neat is the variety of styles that he made. Oh, yeah. You know, it was a little bit of everything. And uh, you want to talk about our history. You know, I, who knows if Dale Wiley would be here or, you know, Todd Leopardi or, or some of these guys that used to stumble into his shop. You know, um, you know the history of it. You know, it's, it's, wonderful to take, it's wonderful to take part in something bigger than you. You know, with all the people that have been here before you. Oh, yeah. We have this punch. Don't we have this punch for his lips? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have Andy, some. He's got it over to shop on display. Yeah, I have the yeah. little. I think, Andy, I think Andy was telling me about that. Wasn't there a guy selling them? Or... What, what, it was you that told me the story about that a few years ago, right? Uh, Todd, didn't no, you get a call were... from Dale? <laughs> saying... I got a call from Dale, and, and the, the fellow were Ladiano ended up, we was working at this little shop. They were tearing all those buildings down, and there was still a bunch of stuff in there that they were going to, you know, scrap or whatever. And. I don't know. I hold it. I hold it on. I hold some a truckload of stuff out. Just I don't know why I didn't want to see it go to the scrapyard. You know, we have a lot of neat old boxes that has his writing on it, like uh, cigar boxes. Like that's what people would store all that stuff. And it came in these real cool. He had uh, had a lot of stuff like that. Just had his writing and different. It would say you know the lip for the tango minnow or something. You know, just different things like that. And there was just a bunch of pieces around, and I got rid of most of that. I mean, we had, yeah, we had yeah. like a hundred pounds of like springs and die sets. Yeah, and, I know, I know. And I, it got to the point to where I'm just like, I'm, I, I can't hold on to all of this. So I put a thing out on yeah. Facebook. Anyone interested? And I mean, kind of to my disbelief, only one person stepped up and said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take some of it." I threw it in a flat rate box and shipped it out, and I I literally scrapped the rest. I went into work, dumped it into a barrel, and saying, I I just can't. I I have some still left, but most of Mm -hmm. it, I I junked it because if it's not worth anything to anybody, you know, I'm I'm not going to hold on to it. Yeah. Andy, something that I think about every once in a while, it just has me thinking about like Ladiano's shop, is how many muskies came out of, you know, out of that one shop, how many muskies were caught? And the same for you. When you're sitting there painting, Andy, do you ever think of, you know, how many muskies have been caught, you know, out of baits painted in the shop? Like uh, I'm thinking ever. like tens of a thousands every day. <laughs> lately, no, I've never lately, thought I've of thinking, Lately, I've been thinking when I woodwork, you know, it's it's the wood shop's taking on more and more a special place to me is, you know, the been woodworking uh, the same shop 11 years and I to think of you know some of those memories that have come out I don't want to get all like all soft and nostalgic or anything but it's pretty neat you know that you know out of this little shop you know you know so the accomplishments and what's after that but I, I just wanted if you ever you know take a second to think about that Andy you're something that or whatever 
No, but it, it will be something that will creep in the back of my mind now that you brought it up. And it's it's yeah, one of those know, it's unanswerable question because you know, you get the people that will you know, send me a photo of you know, a lot of baits that will never catch a muskie because they're not going to fish them. You get the people that send every single fish they catch on our baits. You get the people that you'll never hear from that could be catching yeah. a lot of fish, some fish, no fish on the baits. And Those it's, are people I meet at shows. You know, it'll be like, hey, I caught 20 fish on your baits. Like, oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah, and it, it, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just... The, you, no, I, I think of that all the, just even going over to Dale's Dale's shop and, you know, BSing with him in the evenings and there's, you know, whatever, he's got 50 on the wall that he's in the process of painting at, at that given time and like looking and knowing who they're going to or something and wondering like, I don't know how many fish that's going to catch, you know, <laughs> I think of it when I'm pouring them, you're, you handle all these baits and it's just a number. I hand ba- Andy, you know, 250 baits, but you know, uh, sometimes I think when I'm wondering, I was like, some of these are going to catch a lot of fish. Some of them are, but some of them are going to catch a lot of fish. Isn't it? Isn't it neat? Yeah. I send, I send baits out like that, you know, and yeah. and you just wonder which ones of these will get best, you know? Yeah. And then Vance sends you pictures of every single one. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I do. I do need to say that I am one of the world's luckiest bait makers. I've got two pro staffers and uh, all the fishermen in the whole entire nation i've only got two pro staffers and my pro staffers are the best pro staffers in the country um i i, I got lucky enough to get in both todd and vance's boats i know that he's got companies and paint makers probably hounding them weekly hey fish my face you know and somehow i got in with you guys and um you know i'm, I'm super lucky super appreciative and I know that, you know, a lot of my success is due to you guys. So I just want to say thank you. Hey, we thank you back. This thing. Yes, sir. Deadly. Perfect. This and, would be... uh, Go ahead. I was sitting I was sitting here and I was I was painting the other day. And I was like, Vance has more fish this year on my base than I've caught in twenty five years of fishing. Alrighty, and uh, and I go, I go. I wonder if they've had a thousand fish each on the face. And I go, next time I talk to them, I, I'm curious because that's a huge number. And I was just curious. Oh, it's over that. Oh yeah, well over that. You think <laughs> so? I think yeah. so. To, oh, me, yeah. to me, that's such a huge. Like, <laughs> I'll never reach that number. I was just curious. I go. Thousand fish. When I when I met when I met you on the water that that day, uh, and I gave you a rock, the uh, a down east, and we were talking about the baits. Yeah, I was like Zach. I use your baits more than you do, and you were like, "What?" Kind of like hit you with those. You were like, "Yeah." Well, yeah, we're fishing a hundred. <laughs> you've already fished hundred and twenty days. Yeah. Yeah. How long yeah. did it take? Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, I started using your bait. When did you, when I first met you at the show, the first show you were at, 2011, you know, I still catch them on those lures, the ones that I haven't lost, unfortunately, lost some of them. Yeah, no, awesome. I just, I just keep waiting for these fish to catch up. Like, you know, <laughs> what, it's, it's, we've been, hit, been hitting them hard 
for like nine, ten years, it's like eventually they have to learn. And they don't. They don't. They can't. They don't. It amazes me. Every every spring, every spring, I've said it before on the podcast, I go, is this the year that this learn not to hit them? And they still eat them. And I go, thank you. You have to think. Here's here's what I think about when you think about this, Zach. Okay, so when people start thinking about, oh, you know, these fish are getting used to this or getting used to that. Okay. Now, you're out there casting. You watch videos and people do this all day long. The fish, if these fish were able to think and cognitively think of anything, how could you ever catch one when you reel a bait up to the boat, stick the rod tip in the water, you're doing figure eights, and the fish is swimming under the boat and coming back out from under, and he'll still grab your bait. Like, he doesn't notice this 20-foot giant boat, log. boat giant sitting log. here yeah with you know if they can't recognize you know if that's not going to scare them how are they when you're trolling past them five miles an hour how are they deciphering oh that's a baker i ain't grabbing that it's, it's never gonna happen that doesn't happen I i'm still i'm still waiting for vance <laughs> to catch the goldfish again or for somebody Oh, yeah. uh, or me oh, or, or someone that gold one's still in the lake and i'm waiting we don't day. know we don't know if they keep that's another thing with muskies like you don't know if they keep those for like you know, what if it fades away I, and i don't know in that spot i mean i don't I, that one was i mean there was a lot of yeah. things like we, we catch them all the gold. time we, you just saw a picture the other day vance is one i was showing you that uh, yeah, I have a couple gold, gold highlighters. Yeah, I see the gold highlighter colored yeah. spots on them all the time, mm-hmm. but nothing like I've never seen anything like that. No, I, that sure I, didn't look like that would fade out. But... And, and some of those fish, you know, some of these fish are well trained. We got a forty-seven the other day that looked like it's been in a hundred nets. Its fins are destroyed. Its face is scarred up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it's yeah, we we got that one before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been. I could. There was boga mark on it. I mean, it, this thing has been through the ringer, and it hit again. I can't remember what I caught it on, but uh, we got. Uh, and then you'll you'll catch the next one, and the thing looks like it's never ever even been touched in a lake like Chautauqua with, you know, decent pressure. Decent. It's, yeah, it's very little compared to a lot of other places. But, you yeah. know, some fish look untouched, and some of them are like, yeah, this one really is a cooperative fish. We love this type. <laughs> yeah, ugly, the, this, one, this one knows the deal. Yeah, this, one knows, <laughs> this one knows the routine. <laughs> they get to the net, they roll over in the side, you put them in the net, you take their picture, they don't flop, you put them in the water, they swim away. But again, they are yeah. very docile. <laughs> they come in the net easy. Yeah. Kind of flip right there. Okay, take the hooks out. Here's my gill play. Let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got me again. I'm hungry. <laughs> Vance, have you talked about your injury this year on the podcast? Mm. Have what you injury? talked about that? Which one? Oh, the hook one, and knee? Oh, why you got you got a bunch of good ones? The hook in the knee? Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Did I talk about that? I don't know anything about Did it. Oh man, yeah. Well, uh, so a down rod goes off, and we reel the fish in. I cleared some lines, and I set the lines. Uh, I set the rods down in the middle of the boat, and there were some uh, 
hooked, you know, the, the bait was there. The bait was on the back casting platform of my boat. And there was a lot of people on the boat that day. And everybody was just, boom, zoned in in the back of the boat. You know, there's a fish in the net, four people looking at the thing. And I'm like, okay, got to have some space here. Let's, I need my tools, things like that. Well, all of a sudden, the other down rod that I didn't clear starts start going off. So I'm like, there's a fish on that. There's another fish on. And Were you moving? Uh, yeah, just like slow idle. I also don't have <coughs> neutral on my kicker, uh, which I found out the hard way. But so I was always moving there. Um, <laughs> so that one, that one uh, starts going off and they, uh, the down rod, the way that we run them uh, usually is like the most, uh, I would say like daunting task out of, of all the rod holders to get out because it's in an angle and it looks like it's falling in the water. So I couldn't get it out of the, the rod holder. So I like have the net in my hand and I like do like a shimmy over and grab the down rod. And I put my knee down to grab this down rod and pull it out. Right, uh, boom, right in to my knee, a hook right into the knee. And it, uh, my knee was bent and it hit right into the kneecap. Uh, and came shooting out on the other side. It was really quick, but it was just... It like, went straight through? Yeah, it, it like ricocheted off the bone and then just came straight uh, back through. So, that was... Uh, and I was in, like, mega pain. Uh, but it was just for 24 hours. I bounced back so quick. I thought I was, like, you know, and I'm, like, 30 now. This 30 hits like a bitch. This sucks. <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to be like, ow. but I still, I still recovered quickly in like days. It, it took, yeah. it, it took I like, know. it took like, I thought I was going to be done the next day, but I was like, I was fine. I was like, man, I still got it. Still got it. I like, I can, I can, I can, I can like bounce back, you know, but of course if I like went and like played a football game, I'd probably tear both quads, hamstrings, everything. This was um, also cited the other day, uh, taking a, about a six yard, uh, flying leap off the dock to get his boat. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I backed the thing off and it was like a South, was it a Southwest or was it a Southeast? Yeah, it was like a Southeast wind. It was like a Southeast. <laughs> so the boat starts, this boat starts taking off on me and I just like, runner sprint off the dock and jump no, you didn't. into the boat and fire up the motor and back it into the docks. I mean, it was like, it was like six feet. It was Outstanding. gone. So, so you backed your boat into the water and the boat just kept drifting off. Oh yeah. It was big. That's a I good over, job. I overshot it and there was people, people there. I, there was an audience. And I was like, oh, my God, they, they better get out of the way of the dock. I, I came, like, sprinting at them. Just <laughs> took this, like, giant side leap and got into the boat. Man, it's only happened to me one other time. <laughs> it didn't learn. I, I love stories like this. I'd rather hear stories like this than... Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the, the, I, one, the one day I completely lost the boat. And luckily, a, a friend was launching at the same time, and he went and... <laughs> jumped on his his boat and then got on mine it was like floating out there and in bemis <laughs> it was out there i love it i love I was it like, i was like man thank god you were here right now that 
boat would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> the clients come down and they're like, so you ready? Where's yep, the- I'm ready. I I need There's my a boat. boat. That's the problem. See that? Well, I've, I've seen some of the walleye guys that have those ultrovas, those uh, the ones that put themselves up and down. Right. Yeah. I've, I've seen those guys. You know, they they come down to the boat launch and they'll just drop their boat in and it starts floating away like you do. And then they hit the remote, and I always wonder what happens if that remote doesn't work one of these days. So yeah. you know, to see that happen to dance, that's. that's... I like stuff like that. <laughs> Got to keep keep your legs strong. Keep jumping. You might need it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We'll wrap it up. This is a good show. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. You're doing uh, great things for Chapter 69, and uh, excited about the casting tournament. I know I'll just be probably I'll be trolling with these people. I'll wait. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully you can stop by when you're done and see how we all do. Oh, I'll be I'll be paying attention, and uh, you know this show that's coming up in April. Super excited about it. It's only been out for like a week now, and there's so many vendors, uh, heavy hitters going there. It speaks a lot about what you're doing uh, over on this side. So it's it's neat. No, hey, I appreciate it. Our, you know, um, the club appreciates it. It's a way that we're able to get our message out of what, you know, we're doing. I I appreciate, you know, you guys having time for me, audience members that are listening, you know, on their way to work or, you know, at work or coming home from work or in their free time. You know, I just, the appreciation is genuine. So thank you for having me on. And, uh, no, most of all, thanks for the support over all these years. You know. Ditto, brother. All righty. Hey, um, you know, um, October 5th, Chapter Challenge, Juanita Lake, Chapter 69, Chris Chapter 70. October 19th, Casting Only, Big Baller Tournament, nymuskie.com for rules, sign up, registration. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's wrap this season up good. I hope you guys finish up your season nice and strong when the fishing ends. Hopefully you guys are able to relax, you know, and do a little deer hunting. And, um, you know, just this year has been an outstanding success. And it just, yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, Zach. <clears throat> Thanks for coming on. And uh, no, Andrew, thank you very much. Yeah, we are wrapping this one up. So, big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, Vicks Marine Sports Center. They're located in Kent, Ohio. Hop online, you can see their uh, used inventory, their new inventory, Ranger Boats. You can also find them online, and St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. And you guys heard Zach with my Baker Bates and the Musky Max Plus. Early March, check it out. Vendors, you better get on this. I'm going to stop saying it because I got a feeling they'll be selling out booth spaces. Um, Muskies Inc., we talked a lot about them. Join your local chapter. Did I miss anything, guys? Nope. nope. Sounds good. All right. Till next time. Till next time, we're signing off. Good luck fishing. <laughs>